You're listening to Behind the Viewfinder podcast, where you can relate as client or as service-based entrepreneur. Listen in on behind the scenes of client projects, the latest image capturing trends, and recommendations for your photo or video needs. Here's your host, Andy Coles. Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Viewfinder podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, Thanks for dropping by. This is where we talk about photo and video capturing things related. We also discuss topics about what a client might be curious or interested in when it comes to image capturing services. So grab a slice of pizza and get comfy because we're getting this podcast started. What's going on, everybody? How's it going? How was your Valentine's weekend? Did you take my advice? Did you go out there? Did you go and shoot and capture some awesome uh, proposals, engagements? Uh, I had one, but it wasn't to the fact or to the extent of how I mentioned it. I actually got um, a gig landed for it. So that was awesome. Congratulations to Jennifer and Chad. Real beautiful moment. It's so crazy. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I feel like I get attached to these people so easily. Um, They were also very nice people, too. So, I mean, that helped. But usually when it comes to these weddings and such, I always feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to see these people again. Why? Why? Anyhow, um, so before we get kicked off into this episode, I want to um, uh, read off an email uh, that was sent to me asking me for my advice. And so I want to address it here versus uh, responding to the email just because, um, you know, Emails can get a little, uh, little chatty sometimes, and then if that didn't answer your question or you want a little more in-depth, let me know, and then I will respond back to you. Um, so I'm leaving it vague just in case you didn't want your information shared because I didn't ask. I just thought it would be awesome to, to uh, put here for people to have real quick before we kicked out this episode. So anyhow, um, it says, hey, Andy, I'm doing a shoot for a girl who is in the fitness industry. She wants to do a three to four hour shoot, and I don't know how to price that. What would you do in this case? The reason I ask is because she is saying that she wants to help me get blown up in the industry. So here's my thing. We all have those clients that we've maybe had from the get-go, from the beginning, that they've been with us for years on end, and we've been honoring maybe Uh, a custom package that we've maybe started out with when we maybe, you know, didn't have our ground established just yet in terms of our foundation for our packages and pricing. And we didn't really know the value of it all. And, you know, so they get away with a little bit of murder in that sense. And granted, yeah, there's that, you know, maybe you kind of bump that up a little bit. Totally understandable. But how does that relate to what you're doing? So if it's just one person that's doing the shoot, then I personally, I wouldn't charge your normal hourly rate, okay? And the reason I say that is because if it's one person, chances are, I don't know what you can shoot for three to four hours, unless you're doing a mix of photos and video, then okay, I can, I can totally see that. But three to four hours seems a whole heck of a lot to shoot, especially if you're just doing outdoor stuff, uh, assuming that's what you're going you're gonna to do. But if you're going to be doing like high end, like high key lighting, um, or you have to Photoshop and mask out like lighting and stuff like that, then okay, maybe there's a little bit of work there, but still three to four hours is kind of a bit of a, a much. 
So not, I mean, obviously I don't know the whole details of all this. So if this is a crew of hers that you're shooting, maybe a bunch of fitness uh, instructors from a gym, then maybe see if you could maybe break down the price for all of them since they are all going to be there. And since you can, you don't have to travel several locations. You can just do the shoot right there. And then you have everything set up, ready to go. Uh, you know, maybe make it where it's, I don't know, 75% cheaper or not 75%, not 75% cheaper, uh, 25% cheaper than what you normally charge. Or if you do in fact know that maybe this person does have a strong following and you do see that there is a realm where the people that she is constantly around, uh, like other gym instructors or uh, business owners or uh, marketing people where they're selling like nutrition and stuff like that, then, um, and you know, obviously do your homework, take a look at their, uh, images on their profile, see if they have professional images. And then, you know, this could be an indicator that this may lead to, um, you know, uh, other opportunities outside of this. Then I would say, yeah, take that hit. Otherwise, if it's, if it's just her and she is ensure that she does want those four hours, then charge your, charge your rate. There's no reason why you shouldn't your hourly rate has probably already been reduced to what it is so that it is affordable quote unquote for the most, you know, uh, type of consumer out there in terms of your demographics. So don't do that. You know, don't, don't lower your standard. If they are, if they are telling you that, and I wish I wish I had the, the quote right now, but it, if they're telling you like, Hey, my budget is like $400 and I, I want four hours of shoot plus edit. Um, and I want like 200 pictures delivered, uh, you know, to me, that's kind of, uh, someone not, not really valuing your skill set, not value valuing the time that you've spent to learn your craft. Right. And then on the flip side of it, think of it also too. I mean, gosh, that's a huge investment of time and effort and, um, you know, the time that you could be doing other things and, you know, all in all, all in all, if you're not like, if you don't have like an actual business just yet, let this be an opportunity for you to grow your business. I mean, uh, to the point where it is so that, excuse me, so that you can invest in more glass or maybe another, you know, faster, larger uh, SD card or whatever it is, you know, something that you can reinvest so that you're upping your game. Okay. So that's my, my take in the nutshell. I hope that answers your question. Like I said, if not, if you still have some questions about that, uh, email me, um, and then we'll, we'll chat more on there. I promise. Okay. All right. So thanks for reaching out. Appreciate that. And then let's talk about this episode. So this one, I wanted to talk about building your ultimate kit under $1,000, assuming that you're doing your due diligence and, uh, you know, uh, filing your income tax return or filing for your income taxes. So if assuming that, you know, some people do get a pretty healthy amount. And when I was, when I was 18 years old, I mean, shoot, like I barely worked, but I'm assuming my age range here that I'm kind of talking to is probably in their mid twenties, mid thirties, and you're probably making a healthy amount of money. So I'm going to assume that you're at least going to get close to a thousand dollars because by the time that I was of that age, um, I was pulling in at least that without breaking a sweat from a tax return. So I have basically went through and shopped around to figure out what would be the best kit that you can get away with 
to pull off everything. I'm talking about if you want to do portraits, if you want to do product photography, if you want to do weddings, if you want to do engagements, if you want to do families, the whole slew of things, right? Like this will basically, this kit will get you by. And the best part, it's all under a grand. And here's the thing though. So, um, I, I was I searched on BNH photo video website. That's a site that I usually get all of my gear from. Now, here's the thing. In the past, they it was a thing where you didn't have to pay the state tax uh, because you know in uh, their state, I think it's New York, they don't have to pay sales tax, which is cool, awesome. I'm totally envious. And um, some law passed a couple summers ago where now anything that is bought online, you have to pay the sales tax. Boo hoo, right? Well, the answer to that so that people can continue to be drawn to B&H was they said, open a store credit card with us called Payboo. I, I, I said that right. Payboo. And it's not it's probably not the best thought out name. Maybe there's a little more to it. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, for the most part, sometimes they do have promotions where you can buy something for a, you know, and then over a year, there's no interest charges or anything like, like that. But. Here's the thing. If you use that credit card, you open a lineup and you use their credit card, they will pay the taxes. So you won't be charged. So if something costs $1.99, guess how much you're paying at checkout? $1.99. And of course, yeah, there's shipping and all that stuff like that too. But on certain orders, I think it's like $50. I could be mistaken. Um, I think it's free, right? And for the most part, they're pretty fast uh, unless you're over ordering over the weekend it, they do um, observe Shabbat for a the um, very uh, like Jewish holiday so they don't operate between like the evening hours of like Friday evening until like Saturday or Sunday ish afternoon so uh, if you do order something like that it will be delayed but for the most part if you order like Monday through Thursday uh, chances are you're gonna get your stuff relatively quick without having to put in extra money for like some extra crazy crazy charges and stuff like that so with that being said I am not saying to get into debt and just open a credit card. I'm saying be responsible and get the credit card. Already have the money um, divvied out so that when it does, when the statement is shown that it's due, you can just pay it off. You don't have anything looming over your head. Okay, so very important. Pay off your bills. Do not get into debt. If credit cards are not your thing or you're in debt, then don't do that. I would suggest just using cash and paying outright and foregoing the whole thing about opening the credit card. Just do your business by um, handling cash, okay? What's up, everybody? I'm breaking up this podcast real quick to say I need your help to keep this podcast going. If you're digging this episode, make sure to rate it five stars. Give it an applause or give it a like. If you think this podcast is weak, give me a rating nonetheless. Lastly, Write a short or long review and share this episode with someone you think that would benefit from this or share it with an enemy to waste their time. All right, back to this episode. You're you're listening to Behind the Viewfinder Podcast. So back to this. So I'm assuming that I'm building this this kit under $1,000. I'm also assuming that you're able to pay um, just the flat amount. So no taxes. Um, on top of this okay and if there are taxes I will talk about that a little bit and um, what the price will be so but stay tuned because it's still gonna be under a grand okay and I'm probably using a a fairly decent like average tax so um, stay tuned okay so 
first and foremost, let's talk about the camera body, right? That's really important. If you don't have a camera body, why I say that funny? If you don't have a camera body, you're gonna need one, right? Or maybe you need an upgrade because chances are if you have an old one, it probably doesn't do a lot of the fancy things that you can do now. So if you're looking to upgrade or just have another camera on hand, I have found that they have a bundle. It's a Canon EOS Rebel T7. It, it's a kit that comes with an 18 to 55 millimeter. That's a variable uh, aperture from um, f 3.5 to f point uh, to f 5.6, and then they it comes with a 75 to 300 millimeter um, variable aperture that is f 4 to 5.6. Pretty cool, right? You have your wide to tight ish, and you have your telephoto. It also comes with a 16 gig SD card and a shoulder bag. So this way you don't have to worry about, you know, oh my gosh, I have this awesome camera and kit, but how do I carry it now? Do I put it in my pocket? No, it comes with a shoulder bag. So now guess what? You have the ability to look professional. Now the SD card, it's probably, it's very, uh, chances that it's probably a class one. It's probably uh, pretty slow in terms of the read and write, but nonetheless, it's probably at least up to par what the bare minimum is that you need to operate this camera okay because a lot of these kits that are put together from bnh they actually do uh, customize these so you're not getting like something that's a bundle that's offered through canon per se you're actually getting something that is uh, put together by some of the uh, members there at bnh so with a total of that coming to that's 549 dollars not 549.99 that's $549 and okay review that's a Canon body that's a me uh, wide to medium tight uh, lens and a telephoto lens three items and all well, technically at four because you have the SD card and maybe five you want to count in the shoulder bag right so $549 that's that's really great now if you're thinking well that kind of sucks because you know the variable filter or the variable aperture 3.5, 5.6, and you know, four and a 5.6 is kind of, you know, it's, it's not that great. Well, I will tell you this, the 18 to 55, um, we're gonna replace that. And I'm not gonna say replace it to have it completely out because eventually if you do have an opportunity where you have flash, having a 3.5 and 5.6, you're probably gonna be shooting at that aperture level anyways. And chances are right now, I mean, there are some really awesome glasses out there that are telephoto but a lot of the ones that are telephoto um, hover around the four to 5.6 area. So you're not missing a lot, a lot there. So let's talk about the next one. Let's talk about a portrait lens first before we get into replacing like the medium wide tight type uh, um, lens. Okay. Uh, the next one is a, um, oh man, <laughs> how do I pronounce this? A young, 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 new, young, new, Y O N G N U O. It's an 85 millimeter, a 1.8, and it has autofocus also as a manual focus switch. It uh, goes in its aperture, did I say 1.8, and it's it costs you $220, not $220.99, $220. And this is your 80, <clears throat> 85 millimeter that's at a 1.8, perfect for portraits. So if you wanna go out there and shoot some street photography, eventually, or you want to do some of those outdoor portraits, um, you're totally able to pull that off with this 85 millimeter. Now, uh, the caveat to this one is 
it does not have um, vibration reduction. But here's the thing. This is probably a good trait that you need to have and learn anyways, because you need to learn to hold the camera. If you're taking a picture and your muscle spasm is uh, basically making the camera shake during the image, um, you, you need that's a craft I feel you need to learn and acquire. And because it's kind of like you got to pay your dues to play the blues, right? Because if you don't can't, if you can't learn that and have a steady hand, uh, it's not going to really pay you dividends in the long run. And then actually, you know, when you do get um, cameras that can shoot uh, with image stabilization, when you have the ability where, you know, you can shoot one over 50th of a second, um, you, most people might see, you know, vibration reduction, but because you've learned that muscle control, guess what? It's going to look perfect like it's on sticks right tripod that was my <laughs> that was my uh little slang there in case you didn't know that tripod we call them sticks that's right sticks so fancy and stuff <laughs> anyhow okay so now let's talk about that wide uh lens right so i found one that's a canon one um and it's a uh it's a pancake lens if you don't know what that is it typically they're really small they almost look like uh Gosh, like a little hamburger patty, but smaller, you know, that fits on your camera. Why is everything food? I think about food too much. Oh my God. Anyways, we're moving on. So the Canon has a Canon EF-S 24 millimeter F 2.8 lens. Uh, if you want to look for it online, type in Canon EF-S 24 millimeter uh, F 2.8 S as in Sam, T as in tom m as in mark and you'll find this lens it has autofocus what 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 you're welcome so 24 millimeter this is great because now if you ever take those portraits where you need to get a really wide shot maybe it's the venue the decor or maybe you want to take a picture of your couple who's maybe on a coastline or um, maybe next to a harbor or a great landscape with tons of valleys and cliffs and rocks and formations, this 24 millimeter will allow you to capture that. Not to mention that it's also a 2.8, so it's gonna let in a lot of light. So you'll get that nice bokeh, 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 that's the one, in the background. And your, your photos are just going to look freaking phenomenal, right? So um, that's another one that you can add to your lens. And that one costs $119. Again, $119, not $0.99 cents and or $0.99. Cents. It's $119. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. So now this is the part we talked about or I mentioned early on. This is where I said that, hey, if you have to pay taxes and you know that's that's kind of your thing or you don't want to open up credit card lines, I did an average tax. So, so I know some places their sales tax is um, 11%, some are 10%, uh, and then some as low as 7%. So I thought I would figure I would go to um, a very traditional tax, which is um, basically uh, 8 cents to every quarter. So 0.0825% to that total amount for all of um, uh, of your of the kit lens, the 85 millimeter portrait lens and the Canon EF pancake lens, your price would come out to nine hundred and sixty one dollars. So you still have room to play with. Let's say that you, you know, for some reason, they're like, oh, you have to pay for shipping. 
Well, guess what? If you have a grand, you have a little more to pay for for that. Or maybe if you want to um, get a uh, ND filter or UV filter, you could probably do that. So that's the ultimate kit lens or the kit that I would build if I had a thousand dollars to spend and, you know, wanted to get my photography up and going. Or maybe even for the fact that maybe, you know, maybe you're playing with a DSLR that's a little old. This Rebel um, EOS, Rebel T7, I think is relatively new. I think it came out maybe two years ago, um, maybe within the last year. But again, relatively new, got a lot of cool functions, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, um, has a electronic viewfinder. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong. And with this ultimate kit lens, like I said, you could pull off weddings, you could pull off portraits, engagement sessions, um, all sorts of things. It's it, it, To me personally, this is a lot less than what I spent when I barely started out and I got my kit and I paid like $1,600 and didn't even get all this cool stuff. Like I had horrible kit lenses and yeah, anyways, we don't want to talk about that. So there you go, guys, the Canon EOS Rebel T7 and the Yongnyao, I feel like I'm really butchering that, 85 millimeter 1.8. Canon EFS 24mm 2.8 and under a thousand dollars, you guys. You're welcome. You know what happens next. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening and happy clicking.